Mulder, I'm hanging up. I'm turning off my cell phone. I'm back in the office on Monday. Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-File podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And this week, we have a returning guest, Megan. Welcome back, Megan. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks. We are talking Season 5, Episode 10, Chinga. This aired February 8th, 1998. It was written by Stephen King and Chris Carter and directed by Kim Manners. And this episode has some lore we got to dive into, <laughs> or lore in the sense of backstory. <laughs> First of all, chinga is a bad word in Mexican Spanish. Uh, I looked into it. It kind of means fuck. It does. It's not like a one to one. Yeah, but it's but like, it's pretty vulgar. Yeah, which, it's like the equivalent. Uh, Stephen King did. He didn't know when he was writing it. Uh, New Englander moment. <laughs> of course, I say that I didn't know chinga. It was a bad word in Spanish. Oh, I did. But that's because... I did. See, I <laughs> see. I was never cool enough to learn the Spanish, like, you know, curse words. And the Spanish, I never worked in a restaurant, so... Yeah, Spanish curse words were, like, the second thing I learned in Spanish outside of, like, counting to ten. Really? Yeah, it was, like, counting to ten, and then, like, all the curse words. You pick up all the curse words from all, of, like, your classmates... Yeah, I learned chinga I mean, in third grade. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, I wasn't paying attention. I did learn puta because oh, I did get called a puta. <laughs> yeah, puta is uh, yeah, the other one I learned. <laughs> but um, the other thing is I, I don't have an ear for languages. So, like, I just can't make, I just, I can't understand other words, even English words sometimes. I can't even understand them. So I'm like, what's going on? Anyway, second thing. Mm-hmm. So, Stephen King beat David Duchovny when they were on Celebrity Jeopardy together, right? Yeah. We mm. talked about Celebrity Jeopardy at, in some episode. I don't remember which one. But uh, he was like, hey, man, I'd love to write an X-Files episode. And he was like, okay. And so he like contacted Chris and then he was like, I'd love to write a Millennium episode, actually. And then kind of went back and forth and he finally wrote this. And you can find Stephen King's original draft mm-hmm. of Chinga online it's not too hard i found it on the subreddit i might link it in the description if i remember but it is like wildly different <laughs> like the reason chris carter has a writing credit on this episode is because stephen king didn't get Mulder and scully which he didn't yeah but like he did it in a way that was like very funny and like was basically fan fiction which <laughs> is just like very entertaining to me yeah, I love that Stephen King basically wrote his own X-Files fan fiction. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He he made Mulder, like, really suave. Like That's funny. Instead of, like, Mulder just, like, being at home for no reason and, like, being really bored, uh, the reason he didn't go with Scully, I guess, is that, like, he was giving a speech at George Washington University. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, what? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> And then, like, the whole time, like, at one point, Scully calls him, and he's like, oh, what do you need? And she's like, I don't know. I just missed your voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so nuts. It's, it's like, really good. It's, it's really funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then the character Buddy Riggs, 
was like way more misogynistic in Stephen King's version. Mm-hmm. Like that makes sense. I guess misogynistic, but like really conniving. Like mm-hmm. the several times the sheriff is like, "Oh, I gotta keep my eye on him. I gotta like make him do the stupid task so he like doesn't revolt." You know. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an interesting switch. What he still has a decent amount of that, but it's like more like nice guy-y yeah. than like let me plot to like <laughs> get my way. Yeah, but he's yeah. definitely like I'm a nice guy like TM, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now that we got all that out of the way. <laughs> I didn't even do the plot. The plot is Scully goes to Maine for vacation and she gets roped into an X-File and it's some haunted doll. The classic haunted yeah. doll story. And <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another thing. So I i don't think I've ever read a Stephen King book. I, have y'all? No. No, but I've seen okay. movies. Yeah. Same. Okay. Okay. So we, we open. A woman is like trying to reason with her child because they need to go to a grocery store. And it's like so funny because it's like I was the child on the other end of this conversation sometimes. Yeah. Just, like, the child that has to be corralled and, like, bribed in order to, like, not just, like, throw a fit in the grocery store. Yes. I would never throw a fit, but, like, I wouldn't be happy. Mm-hmm. So that that's when I had to be convinced. Gotcha. And everyone is, like, evil-eyeing this woman. And it's it's, it's very Northeastern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And her daughter has this doll, and the doll starts talking and like blinks its eyes open that says let's have some fun very very spooky i mean actually honestly not that spooky i i'm unfazed by creepy dolls really oh, they're crazy i hate creepy dolls oh do y'all yeah mm-hmm. this doll is oh, creepy okay. and the fact that she has this like really bad wig on this doll like makes her even creepier mm-hmm. i, I have one why. very similar oof that like oh, was no. gifted to my mom and then like sat in my room for years. Scary. Hated it. Yeah. It didn't talk <laughs> though, so that's that's a the point okay. for that doll. Yeah, the fact that this doll yeah. talks is very not okay. Yeah, that's that is a a bad point of it. But sorry if I terrified y'all with this creepy doll. <laughs> that's okay. I just found this episode like genuinely creepy because like I am a creepy. That's doll so person. interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm not at all. I was like so unfazed by like the plot of this episode. Right. I feel like you're on either like one end of the spectrum with this episode or the other. Either you're like, oh, wow, that was actually kind of creepy and scary. Or you're like, wow, that was hilarious and dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Melissa, the mom, has like a premonition of like Dave the Butcher dying. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty creepy, I would say. Yeah. Like, I That's genuinely horrifying she's in the frozen food aisle and he's just like in the freezer door Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like a a grim version of that uh have you been in those like one of those stores where they have those stupid ass screens on the doors now yeah i hate that oh i hate that i haven't been in one of them but like i've i've heard i've seen pictures of them they look really dumb you like don't know what's in there right (laughs) It makes it's no like sense. we already had a system. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like with a dead person. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and her vision comes true. The the butcher stabs himself in the eye. And there's like a the the doll is like behind him 
in a reflection and he turns around and the doll is like big and Stephen King kept writing big chinga in the script which I found very funny <laughs> sorry y'all, I'm like 12 I think that's really funny <laughs> no it's, it's really funny it's big chinga <laughs> and I like how they like they found this out and like at no point does anyone say the doll's name is chinga even though it is but in the script, the mo- the mom is like, Chinga, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's probably good they like edited the script for that, but that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the credits. And then we have the star of the episode, Miss Dana Catherine Scully herself rolling mm-hmm. up in a, a perfect Mustang convertible. Looking hot. Oh my, she's like never looked hotter. Oh my God. Yeah, I love that she's wearing a Maine t-shirt as a tourist in Maine. Like, Mm -hmm. did she run out of clothes and buy that at like a tourist center? (laughs) (laughs) It's a really cheap way to let the audience know she's in Maine. Exactly. (laughs) Right. And she has great sunglasses. She looks great. I love her short hair as we've discussed before. And her phone starts ringing. But she like put it in her suitcase, which I didn't really think much of. And then like I rewatched it like right before this, and mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> it's so funny the idea of like putting your phone in like your suitcase. Like that bitch is like attached to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in her suitcase in the trunk. Like there's yes. no way to get it when you're driving. None. <laughs> Good for her. She's unplugging for the weekend. Yeah, she is on. She's just like enough, enough of that man. She said, "Do not bother me. You're lucky I didn't turn my phone off." Yeah, yeah. And it's Mulder, and she doesn't hang up, but she should. She does mm-hmm. eventually hang up, but this is like I really like this scene. I think it's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It's like him being very needy. Like, she leaves, and he's like, oh, wait, I don't have anyone else to hang out with. Like, maybe the lone gunmen were busy that weekend. She leaves, and he just, like, doesn't know what to do with his life. Yeah, he's just like, I don't, I have work, and that's it. <laughs> and and he's just like, hey, I found a classic X-Files episode I really wanted to tell you about. And she's like, I'm, I'm on vacation. Like, I thought we weren't going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> And he's so cute. It's it's very funny. And none of his ploys are working. So he tries this other thing where he's just like joking with her about like, you're not, you didn't rent a convertible, did you? <laughs> he just knows her, you know? Mm-hmm. And then she finally gets the nerve to hang up on him. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes to the grocery store that the chaos of everybody beating each other up and that guy dying... And I wrote in my notes that she puts her jacket on like Jed Bartlett, because she does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we she gets introduced to the X-File of the episode of mysterious grocery store where everyone got clawed at their eyes, which in Stephen King's original script, they were like dancing. They were like legit dancing. Hmm. So he he like put it closer to like what Mulder mentions later, like the the dancing sickness mm-hmm. props to these extras though they like really went at their faces yeah everyone in this grocery store is actually doing really good i think the town overall <laughs> is actually doing great 
Yeah, it was funny because I said like Maine, the Maine and the the Mainer and the Vancouver accent aren't that different. So it was much of a stretch. Honestly, for once. And it was like, yeah, this like has like, like exquisite New Englander vibes. Yeah, honestly, like it works. Like if you're gonna make like pretend that Vancouver is something else, like Maine's not a bad shot, you know, like mm-hmm. it fits. Yeah, exactly. And then we have um, Mulder in his office on the weekend watching something that sounds a lot like porn. I was about to say, is this man watching porn at work? (laughs) How sad. I like the the VHS case. You could see it says alien probe on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then so Scully calls and she's like, what are you watching? And and he's like, "Uh, world's deadliest swarms but he's like enraptured like he doesn't turn his head to pick up the phone he's looking right at the screen (laughs) and he's like easy it's witchcraft (laughs) and she's like i don't know about that like i'm not convinced which of course she isn't yeah which also like this is a bit of a role reversal like he brings her scientific explanations later and she is like so dead set on like something paranormal it's like i can't decide if it's out of character or just like her succumbing to the x-files you know Mm -hmm. and this is like i love this scene of him (laughs) saying like maybe you should maybe you don't know what you're looking for and then she rattles off this whole spiel about like different types of like witchcraft and all that sort of stuff and like Mm -hmm. it's molders enraptured and like the the sheriff and the deputy are both like really confused and like impressed. <laughs> and then Mulder's like, Scully, marry me. <laughs> I knew you were gonna love that moment. He's such a simp. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, this is his simp episode, like for sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. And St- Stephen King was so brave. Actually, Stephen King, I read the original script. He did not have Mulder be a simp, like even a little. So Chris Carter was so brave for this. <laughs> <laughs> and her just like, I was hoping for something more helpful. <laughs> Isn't she always? Yeah. And Scully points out, she's the only person here doing like real detective work. And she's like, why don't you talk to the woman who is like not clawing her eyes out on the videotape, which is right. Melissa. <laughs> Yeah, they're so flabbergasted at that whole, like, concept. They're like, you want us to do what? <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, she's she's a local. She couldn't harm anyone. Everyone does think she's a witch, but... <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Everyone thinks she's a witch, but it's definitely not her. <laughs> and then he says, well, that's kind of concerning because she was, like, he, as he says it, like, Going, what does he say? Like going on with uh, the butcher, Dave, yeah. carrying yeah. on with, yeah, carrying. I yeah. was like, this is some old ass like way thing. of just saying that they're you know <laughs> doing it. Yeah, there was the other thing where like he mentions Melissa's daughter and he says uh, he says toys in the attic, and I was like, I had no clue what he was talking about. But the like Scully was immediately like, oh, like the child is like autistic. <laughs> and I looked it up and it's it's just like a weird like I think old phrase of like calling someone like um like mentally unwell. Right. Like they got toys in the ad. I'm I was just like, man 
what decade is this? Right. That's what so are these weird. old-timey phrases? No yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, like, I finally just, like, decided to look it up because I was like, that is this a reference I'm missing or what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm glad Scully immediately kind of explained what that phrase was because I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the deputy is like calling Melissa. And it's like, you need someone to help you. Like, let me help you. And she's like, no, like, don't come over. Don't call. Don't call, text. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. It's fine. <laughs> and um, you know, he's not going to listen. No. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Sims. Yeah, yeah. And um the de- uh, the detective Bond Sant and Scully show up at Melissa's and back doors left wide open, win- windows nailed shut, closed on the line, like left in a hurry, and that's not helping her case even a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we find out like she's a widower. It, which still doesn't explain why everyone thinks she's a whore. She's a widow, not a, very... not a widower. Huh? She's a widow, not a widower. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, But it still doesn't explain. No. <laughs> like, just because she's a widow, everyone thinks she's a witch? Like... Yeah, like... That's weird. I, uh, I think it's, I like, like the Dave the Butcher thing, because he was married, but he was, like, trying to pursue her. Well, yeah, that's not her fault. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's like, oh, like, by the way, what I told you, like, they were carrying on, I would mostly meant that, like, he was, like, <laughs> bothering her. <laughs> uh, which is like, that's not what that means. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. The small town politics of, like, this poor woman, like, they're so in her life. Like, just leave her alone. Yeah. It, it does. It really, this episode really does feel like they threw a bunch of like New England stereotypes in a blender. Yeah. Just for like an episode, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and we do find the other important ish detail is that Polly, the daughter, got kicked out of school because the, um, the daycare woman did hit her and then. Polly's doll hit back. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> a lot going Ooh, on here. <laughs> yeah. And we find out that Buddy did show up and Melissa and Polly went to a restaurant. And he's just like, I've loved you from afar for so many years and I'm Blech. not going to blow my chance this time. And it's like, this woman is like petrified of like her daughter's doll. And like the man cannot get that through his head right like, like this is not the time to bring this he, up he just doesn't understand like she is like legit terrified and he is just like not picking it up like he's picking it up but like he's not interrogating it any further mm-hmm. <laughs> just like oh <laughs> you need someone to take care of you you're in trouble because the cops think you did something <laughs> yeah don't know what don't know what you're scared of but you gotta go yeah <laughs> yeah also i'm a cop and i'm telling you this like what <laughs> yeah and the scene of the daughter trying to get more cherries from the uh fast food service worker <laughs> if you're from texas this will be very obvious immediately but i used to work at a grocery store where they gave out little bucks for like prizes mm-hmm. and there was definitely there was one time i gave the kids like two or three and there was this one time where i gave this girl like two and she was probably like eight or ten or something and she's like, um, usually I get five. But she didn't say it like super bitchy. She just said it as like a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> in like that very kid way. And I was just like, 
they don't let us give more than two, even though like that's not true at all in my store. Right. <laughs> but I was just like, how dare you? Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny, actually. I can see you in this like little girl going head to head over the freaking bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, girl, no. <laughs> don't tell me how to do my job. So this the doll definitely would have harmed me severely. Oh as well, yeah. yeah, I would have. She would have said, "I want more." And I'd be like, "No, no, you don't. You're not getting more of anything. You're not just uh, scratching your eyes out in the grocery store, Shelby. You're 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 uh, stabbing yourself in the eye with a knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am getting taken out by this <laughs> doll. <laughs> and this poor woman gets her hair stuck in the milkshake machine, and ugh, yeah, brutal. Honestly. But also, like, she should probably be wearing a hairnet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's... I guess the people at the front usually have hats or something. I don't know. But I agree. She had, like, really long hair, though. Like, it was, like, really long. She did. Go to the the daycare worker's house. And she's very uh, New Englander, like, whore. She says whore weird. weird. She's like, a whore and a witch descended Mm -hmm. from the Hawthorns. (laughs) It's like, oh god! <laughs> she uses the word "whelp." I was like, what? yes. It's like Scully City. There, she's like, I'm literally from California and Catholic. Like, <laughs> none of this makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> like this is I'm. We're traveling to different worlds right now, woman. <laughs> and her very classic. This was in the original script too. The. New England hospitality. Heard about it my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) And Scully just keeps trying to like get out of this. She's like, I'm on vacation. Can you like, can you just do this yourself? Mm -hmm. And he keeps like bothering her, which like, I get it. If I was given this case, I'd be like, I don't know what to do. Like, (laughs) at least this woman seems to have some sense of what she needs to do. Mm -hmm. Also in Simi King's original script, the sheriff does kind of fall in love with her a little hmm. and he was so real for that <laughs> yeah did y'all catch the name of the daycare because i did oh the was it like we lasses and laddies or something yeah. like that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was, like, it was like, so wow. good <laughs> i bet it was just there like they didn't have to make the sign it was just like that's how vancouver is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also do have some beef with this scene of Melissa and Polly at the cabin that Buddy gave her the keys to. Not at the cabin, but trying to go to the cabin. Mm -hmm. And getting stopped by the park ranger. And then she flees because she sees a vision of the daycare workers. They definitely gave her a name, but I've... I don't remember it, though. She's just, like, the X-Files, like, version of, like, the log lady from, like, (laughs) Twin Peaks or whatever. And so, like, that's what she just is in my head. I think maybe it's the glasses. Mm. Mm. Oh, I did forget to mention. Hold on. Let me double check this. Gotta load the IMDb. (laughs) Is it for um, the sheriff that's with her? Yes. Larry Musser? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he is X-Files. Detective Manners from... Yes. X-Files icon Larry Musser. Y- yes. Yep. From Jose Chan's yep. the... Yep. It's him. <laughs> I recognized him immediately. Yes. Uh, I was well, like, there's your bleeping dead alien body. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's him. And I love his little Ayo. Yeah. Ayo. <laughs> He's so great. Yes. 
Yeah. I, I beat you there. I was like, I recognized his voice almost immediately. And I'm like, no way. It's the same dude. And it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back to my point. I forgot. Okay. So like, <laughs> she sees a daycare worker's death. But like, what is with this doll? Like, what are the rules of this doll? Because they are not in the same town. Mm-hmm. Like, can she just like project herself anywhere to kill anyone? Like, what? This is not explained even a little. I don't know if like she has like a like a blacklist or something. And like once you get on the evil dolls blacklist, she can just take you out like anywhere, mm-hmm. anytime. Maybe that's how it works. Once you're targeted, you're targeted for life. Yeah, she's got shooters everywhere. Yeah. And also Committer did kind of just like crib this from Never Again, in my opinion. Where you have like a kind of saccharine song playing, like the hokey, mm-hmm. the hokey pokey isn't saccharine, but it isn't like dark. Yeah, and it's played to be ominous, and like the camera kind of tracks out of the room into the hallway with it playing, as like the worker, the daycare worker died, and it was like I didn't hate it or anything, but it was like yeah, I've seen this before. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I think it's definitely like kind of creepy because. You know, I I find creepy dolls creepy, but like, it is like definitely a trope. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we cut back to Scully fully in vacation mode as she lounges in a bubble bath, and ah, uh, and um, and classical music plays, and she looks so serene. It's like mm-hmm. I want this for me. You right? know, yeah. Oh my god, and she looks so beautiful, and I don't think it's like too fan servicey, right? No. no. I'm like, she's, she's literally on vacation mode. She's also, like, an adult woman. I feel like a lot of fan service <laughs> tends to be with, like, you know, underage girls. Like, no, yeah. she's like an adult woman, and she's hot, and she looks like she's having a very nice, relaxing time in this bathtub. She she truly does. I, I need this for me, like, you know? Like, she just needs a <laughs> glass of wine to, like, complete the picture. I imagine mm-hmm. it was way more fan servicey in the the Stephen King. Probably, yeah. <laughs> version. Honestly, I don't remember it ever having a bubble bath, but I did kind of skim it at some points because I was like crunched for time. But yeah, <laughs> she gets out of the bath and you know opens her curtains, excited to see what new what New England has for her today. And the sheriff is just like standing there like waving and like (laughs) okay you ready to like investigate more let's go to work and she's like i'm here to not work (laughs) she's like way too nice to just be like enough Mm -hmm. you need to leave the premises immediately (laughs) i need to get paid for this i think she knows in her heart that nothing would get done though without her on this case yeah yeah like everybody else is played as like kind of helpless Mm -hmm. and she is just like so like in her zone even if it is a little out of character yeah so they're at the crime scene and the daycare worker did like cut her throat from a broken record which is a a tough way to go yeah Yeah. that's that's pretty gruesome (laughs) yeah and Mulder calls the sheriff to talk to Scully He's that desperate. He's like, I called you. You didn't answer. (laughs) She's like, I'm on vacation. Like, what part of this is confusing? (laughs) 
And this scene is also really fun. And his whole vibe is like me on the weekends too, like just lounging, like seeing if anybody is free to talk to me <laughs> so I can be entertained. <laughs> So I like very much relate to him in this episode. His fridge is empty and like the only thing in the fridge is expired, expired orange, orange juice. Disgusting. I had to look up when this came out because I was like October. Okay. <laughs> so when did this come out? February. Oh God. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> yes. It's like, how do you go that long without noticing your orange juice is expired? He's never you know? home. He's always doing <laughs> yeah. X-Files. Yeah. Yeah. Um, such a mood, such a mood. <laughs> but his, his very, I mean, we'll get to this later, but he has like this very, um, like performative annoyingness in him. Yeah. This episode where like he cocks a scully. He's like a teenage boy in this episode. Yes. Yeah. It's so I annoying. It <laughs> I find it annoying. He's just like unhelpful and shows up to just be unhelpful and then leaves. He's just, like, so moody. Like, she's not there to entertain him, and he's just, like, really angst, like, antsy. And it's just, like, sc- like Scully, I just thought of some other stuff. Like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, what what's going on? <laughs> she's just trying to relax. <laughs> he calls her and is still bouncing a basketball. And then she's like, what are you, like, what's going on? He's like, oh, sorry, that's construction noise. Like, he's just so annoyed and, like, a really weird way you know annoying he's going out of his way to be annoying but not in his like bitchy way but like in a just um it's in a childish way it's not in like yeah it's not like in his like normal just like being like a dude who likes being right about everything way it's just like Mm -hmm. he's just being so childish (laughs) yeah the hokey pokey song does connect to buddy he realizes that that's what polly keeps listening to Mm -hmm. and I thought it was like, I I liked the acting that he does with it. Like it wasn't like like really over dramatic or anything. It was just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And the doll continues to terrify this poor widow mm-hmm. as she sees Buddy dead in her kitchen window. It's like her Gosh. premonition. Which like I don't know. Like she warned him several times. So, you know, I don't know. Take a hint, Buddy. This poor woman. I wrote that like four times. I was like, I know, me too. (laughs) She's brutal. She obviously hasn't made the connection that like it's the doll or something. Like she obviously knows something's wrong, but like cannot pinpoint it. And all of the town is telling her it's her. (laughs) She like knows it's a doll, but I don't know why she doesn't just like destroy her daughter's doll. I guess she's more worried about her daughter, but like people are dying. I think at that point I'd be like, I'll put it with my daughter's tantrum. I need to destroy this doll. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, she's just so frazzled. It's not even coming to her or she's too petrified or whatever. It's kind of unclear, honestly. Oh, what if it's like the worst? What if she thinks it's maybe her daughter and the doll is oh, just no. happens to be there? And she's like, I don't know what to do. other right. than Yeah. Because I feel Hide. like if she, she realized it was the doll... Either she would have tried to destroy the doll earlier or like either I think the doll's like maybe holding back from like trying to kill her because like Polly likes her mom at least, you know, like I Mm -hmm. I mean, I want to say that Polly loves her mom, but I mean, probably, but like we don't, Polly's not really a character, 
um yeah. in the episode she's like um she's like uh she's a vessel for the, the doll ca- <laughs> yeah she's a reason for the doll to be there <laughs> That's a, char- a character from the Scarlet Letter. The kid is it Pearl, the daughter, yeah, Pearl. Who's just like yeah. not a real child. She is just like this like avatar of like her her sin mm-hmm. of like yeah. prim yeah. sin. That's basically Polly in this episode. Yeah. And like I don't know, it's just like maybe she either like Melissa just doesn't realize it's the doll, or maybe the doll is like holding back from killing her or something. But like I feel like mm-hmm. Melissa maybe thinks it's her daughter. Yeah. Cause she keeps saying like please don't do this like please don't do this here and stuff like yeah. that. And it's like she's talking to Polly, I think, and not the doll. In Stephen King's original thing, he has it as mm-hmm. like the mom is like, Polly, can you get your doll to stop doing this? Mm. And Polly's always like, Polly's good, the doll is bad. Like Chinga bad, Polly good. Huh. And so I think it is like a Chinga's like this vessel for like polly's uh hard to deal with emotions or frustrations right because mm. like be- because she does have autism so i think like that sort of level of like hard to communicate what mm-hmm. you feel getting amplified by the evil doll <laughs> which i don't know i don't hate necessarily but like eh, that's not clear in this episode at all yeah. right yeah <laughs> and then there's just like a scene like Buddy, Buddy is going to die, and then there's just a scene of Scully and the sheriff like eating a comically large lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I love the lobster scene. They're like, we got to really hammer home that it's Maine. We got to have a huge ass lobster. Yes, <laughs> it's like it's like she's on like a a like a little like dinner date with the cop. The cop's like, oh, I respect that you're on vacation. Here, here's a Maine lobster. I yep. <laughs> like this is main tourism propaganda <laughs> basically i mean it is stephen king mm-hmm. he she's like we're supposed to eat that <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah school if you don't want to eat that i will get out of my no. way <laughs> <laughs> i did try lobster for the first time in maine i love lobster like period mm-hmm. and i did hate it you didn't like it no it's kind of sweet I don't like a lot of seafood because the smell mm. is really bad. Hmm. I can't get over it. Interesting. So I only eat fish, which like doesn't, most fish doesn't smell like that, you right. know? Yeah. Like it doesn't smell like super oceany. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I had lobster was in an empanada at um, an alumni event for our college. Oh, oh wow. Weird. It was actually pretty great. <laughs> Yeah, I, love I will lobster. say the lobster in empanada sounds very interesting. They did have a dip. We got we also got a lobster dip that was fantastic. Oh, so yeah. I think if it's in other stuff, I'd probably be fine with it. That makes but sense. Like a straight up lobster roll, I was like not having it. At okay, all. I can see that. Yeah, I mean I love lobster. I I've had lobs. I had lobster the first as like a kid. I don't really remember exactly when, but. Mm-hmm. Also, we find out the doll is from like. The dad got the doll from like a lobster trap, and yeah. it was like, "Oh, my daughter will love this like waterlogged doll." No, no that is like, and then he like number one sign that doll is cursed. <laughs> gets killed by this doll, and like somehow the daughter still ends up with this haunted doll. It is nuts. Like this is so glad. Like they didn't put any effort into like a large portion of the plot of this episode (laughs) right it's like scary doll does scary things we're not really going to explain how she does scary things (laughs) anyway scully's in a bubble bath (laughs) 
And eating lobster. <laughs> yeah. The important parts, honestly. Scully's vacation. <laughs> <laughs> the Scully's vacation edit of this episode is like five minutes long. Yeah, True. and it's perfect. It's some of the <laughs> she best. She shows up to Maine. She has done. a bubble bath. She eats lobster. She leaves. <laughs> Mulder won't stop calling her. <laughs> and Buddy shows up at Melissa's and he he says some very mean things to her and it this is like he's really showing his colors here of like mm-hmm. he's not a good guy no he's a nice guy yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the scene of like Mulder calling Scully and the whole time he's like twirling the phone cord around <laughs> <laughs> this man is so bored he's literally a teenager in this episode Mm-hmm. He needs to go buy a gaming system. He needs to become a gamer. <laughs> I can see him just like calling her while he's playing like Pokemon on his Game Boy, though. You yeah, know? yeah. He's like <laughs> Scully. Um, have you heard, have you heard of this? When did, when did Game <laughs> so, Boys come out? I'm doing the Rock Gym. Um, Game Boys came out in like the early '90s. The early uh, '90s. The, uh, the original one came in nineteen. The original one came out in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, so. uh, which was the hundredth anniversary of Nintendo. So yeah. it was a little special. And then the other ones, I don't remember, like the pocket and the color and stuff. But yeah, I think the pocket was almost certainly out at this time. Mm, the color yeah. didn't come out till October of ninety eight. That so makes sense. Had to have an OG. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, yeah. you got. You got red, blue, and yellow on the OG Game Boy, so. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. She is, like, being tormented by her daughter and the doll. Buddy is dead on her kitchen floor, and she is, like, crying and making popcorn. As her daughter, like, screams that she needs popcorn. And it is just, like really funny and like very dark <laughs> this woman needs a break oh my very desperately like very very desperately like scully's on vacation but melissa needs a vacation mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and she's like hammering the window shut she's trying everything she can she sees a vision of her own death of her mm-hmm. like hammering her head with the hammer mm-hmm. and it was just like oh my like can Scully and this and, and Bonsant like get there quicker like right. oh my like Seriously. please save this poor woman mm-hmm. like yeah. good god and they arrive they see her and she is trying to blow the house up with matches but the doll keeps thwarting her and blowing out the matches before anything could happen don't play with matches <laughs> Scully and Bon San are like banging the, against the door trying to get it open because she had nailed it shut like I thought this was like this was good this is good mm-hmm. TV like yeah. this is yeah, this I, is good yeah I like the end of this episode and then like you know Sc- Melissa ends up with a hammer somehow it was like I thought the hammer was gonna like fly out or something but I think <laughs> she just like went and got it she's like enough like whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> like good god <laughs> And, like, the music's great, and, like, it's just, yeah, really solid. Mm-hmm. And then Scully is just, like, had enough, and she's just like, Polly, give me the doll. And she's like, no. And she's like, I am taking the doll. And then she, like, microwaves the doll. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> it's just like, she's the only competent person here. Yeah, for real. Like, it's, like, good for Scully for just being, like, 
no and like just taking the doll and microwaving it like i love that it's just like a melted doll like the house is gonna burn down now because of the doll in the microwave but like you know the doll will be dead so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly it's a little victory worth it yeah so scully's vacation has been ruined by a haunted doll yep um hasn't it happened she to us all makes her way home and she walks into the office and Mulder is just like sitting there and his existence is annoying. This is like a funny version of Never Again, if I think about yeah. it, you know, like, yeah, he is like annoying in like kind of the same way, except he's like a lot less self-righteous about it. He's just like being annoying to be annoying. Yeah. Childish, as you said. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting there mm-hmm. sharpening pencils and then we see what yeah. for. Yeah, and he does not beat the child with allegations because he has been throwing the pencils up into those drop ceilings. Yep. <laughs> this reminded me of high school so much. Oh, there yeah. were so many pencils in the band hall ceiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's oh. like and when they got the, the any hallways room. where like the seals ceilings were higher and they really had to like launch it to get up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, you looked at the ceiling of any room in the high school I went to, and it's just like there was at least one pencil there somewhere. It's just like you just <laughs> didn't look up. And like, <laughs> and he's like trying to play it cool. He's like hiding the pencils from her, and he's just like, "Oh, like yeah, just very productive weekend." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, the pencils like falling down, which is <laughs> Chef's kit. Like this is such a like. Uh, we'll get to it but <laughs> I just just very just I love the dynamics going out of this episode it's very fun and sometimes you just need to have a little fun you just mm-hmm. want to see your characters have fun yeah they're like little dolls you know <laughs> <laughs> we get a bit of a the lore about the I want to believe poster because Scully mm-hmm. asked him where he got it and he said he got it from a head shop on M Street it's like, now what is a federal agent doing at a head shop? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder. You're not, you don't smoke cigarettes. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I really wonder what he could be doing there. He was just there with friends. It's like the lone gunman were at the mm-hmm. head shop. He just happened to be there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he wasn't buying anything. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. just perusing. And, and her whole like, oh, <laughs> like, what'd you do this week? He's like, oh, I got so much done. And then the pencil's like, betraying him (laughs) yeah and also um the pencils in the ceiling are also like something you sometimes see in like fan art um it's not i think this is like one of two like it's not that ingrained to the show so it is like this episode and like a few other scenes i think i've seen pencils but Mm -hmm. it's just kind of funny how like just this episode is just like oh yeah like he does this a lot (laughs) which of course he does Mm -hmm. yeah in the end is that the doll is not dead, it is burned, and some other stupid lobster fisherman, lobsterman, lobsterman, um, some other lobsterman finds the doll in the same manner, and it's like, oh, my daughter will love this, like, incredibly charred doll. Like, come on. Like, I will buy your daughter a doll. The lesson you know? is yeah. that your daughter doesn't want a charred, cursed doll that you find <laughs> in a lobster trap. In the middle of the yes. ocean, yeah. like no. Oh my god! Just buy like, your daughter's your normal daughter's dolls. More than this. <laughs> normal non-cursed dolls. Yes, yes. So that's the episode. 
And we start with our segments. <laughs> As always, we start with Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder, Mulder! The Mulder rating. And as always, I will go first. So he is annoying, but again, it feels like he's doing it because he feels like he has to be annoying. That like that's his role. And so it feels not disingenuous. I think he is genuinely annoying, but it was like really funny and I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give him like a three. Okay. Laura. <laughs> well, um, see, I agree that like it was enjoyable. Like it was funny, kind of like how annoying he was, but like it was also extremely childish and I think, you know, <laughs> annoying. So while I found it funny, I'm going to give him a nine and a half <laughs> oh my for like God. the same reasons that you gave him a three. <laughs> He's just, just a funny little end. guy. <laughs> he was useless. He was only there to be annoying. Yes. <laughs> nine and a half. <laughs> I want to say that's also like, that feels very fan fiction-y to me. Oh, yeah. Not that he's like always useful, but like him being like comically useless just right. feels like something I would have read in a fanfic. And it was comic and I did enjoy it to an extent, <laughs> but also it was like a bit too childish for me. Okay. Okay. Megan. Uh, I had him at a six because his whole rule was to call and be annoying. And right. then. He was dribbling his basketball while on Ugh. the phone, and I gave him another two and a, like a point and a half. So he's at a seven and a half because his phone etiquette sucks. <laughs> that was that was his worst moment. Yeah, yeah, by far. Next we have. So uh, this must be the enigmatic agent Scully. Our sassy Scully moment, Laura. Yeah, so I mentioned the how much um, I loved the lobster scene. So my moment's going to go to whenever Scully said, it looks like something out of Jules Verne whenever they brought out <laughs> the lobster. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. And like, Maine is so proud of its lobster. And that's kind of making fun of Maine. It's like really sassy in its own way. I just liked that moment mm -hmm. a lot. It was like, yeah, Scully, what did you think eating lobster in Maine was gonna be? Yeah. I did. I have recently stumbled across. I've gotten like kind of really into Instagram reels for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like they're not good, but no. like sometimes you want bad content. Yeah. You don't ever like intentionally look at Instagram reels, you know, you just kind of they just kind of like force it upon you somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like mind control. Yeah. And it's like it feels like it's TikTok, but like no one is trying to have politics in Instagram reels. Right. Uh, which I I don't want. Or maybe it's just my reels. Anyway. Also, most of the reels are from TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a curated TikTok. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there, I've recently followed this account uh, that does, uh, he's like a lobster fisherman. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll put his at in the description because he makes good videos. Oh, cool. And so he like does like a, and I didn't know this, but he said that lobsters like, like, they grow in size, mm -hmm. uh, I think he said, like, a pound, I don't know what he said, but, like, there's no limit on how long yep. they live, like, there's they're not. kind of immortal in that sense, their only limiting factor is that eventually they can't shed their shell, and so they mm -hmm. get stuck in their shell and they can't grow anymore because, like, they're restricted in that way, mm -hmm. but otherwise, like, they can grow, like, huge, actually. And, yeah, they and can get really he's, big. He's pulled out some really big ones, and so it was like, wow, like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, lobsters are kind of like the insects of the sea, 
And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they, they don't technically have like a definite lifespan, which is like pretty cool. And yeah, they can get mm-hmm. really big and they're mean too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Megan. Um, just the fact that every phone call she has with Mulder <laughs> ends with her hanging up. Oh, yes. Very <laughs> Every good. single conversation. Good for her. That was mine, too, because it was just, like, very iconic. Mm-hmm. And also, like, he makes a doll joke where, like, she says something about, like, a talking doll. She asks him about a talking doll. And he says, like, did you check to see if there was, like, a pool string on the back? And, like, she has this, like, annoyed head shake at his stupid doll <laughs> joke. And hangs up on him. Yeah. 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 And last, we have... Welcome. You've got mail. Our 90th moment. Megan. Um, it's the convertible Mustang. Oh, oh my yes. god, yes. I haven't seen a convertible Good Mustang choice. in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Very and nice. they were so popular in like the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. You know, like it was mm-hmm. the it car. <laughs> I I just remember like it's like one of one of our neighbors got like a Mustang convertible and it was like yeah. oh, they got a Mustang. <laughs> Laura? Um, my 90s moment is the fact that it's set in Maine. I think to me, in my mind, it's just forever the 90s in Maine. Like the, <laughs> the dream of the 90s is alive in Portland, Maine. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. like, it's like a very good 90s vibes. Just the, the colds, the plaid, the flannel, great vibes, mm. 90s yeah. all around. Yeah. When I visited Maine was beautiful Mm -hmm. i was like me and my friend who's also from texas we were friend of the friend of the show brett we were driving (laughs) around maine and we were just like oh my god it's so cute it's so quaint because it is Mm -hmm. and then like we turn the corner and we're like driving around we turn the corner and we just see like a confederate flag (laughs) yeah and it was just like you couldn't be further from yeah that's the other side of maine is um it is full of white supremacists yeah. yeah. It's it's just beautiful. It sucks that they took it, but <laughs> Yeah, it's really yeah. really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know what people do there for a living there, you know? Yeah. I actually have a childhood friend that lives in Maine. She lives in mm-hmm. Portland, Maine. Um but she works for like a like a study abroad company. Um Ah, okay. okay. But like it's one of yeah. those things where like Maine had one of those programs where like they will like give you a stipend and stuff if you like move there to work. And so I think she did that, like a housing stipend and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. okay, I could see that because like they're just they don't have like a lot of big industries. Yeah, uh, I know they kind of lost a lot of logging. Yeah, but that was like more northern, like yeah, the upper part of Maine. Yeah, it is like super beautiful there. Like she posts pictures mm-hmm. all the time, so, so especially pretty. right now. Like all the leaves are like changing. It's mm-hmm. like really gorgeous. Yes. See, now we're doing Maine tours of Rockaway. <laughs> <laughs> So my first go around, my 90s moment was Mulder twirling the phone cord around <laughs> while he's on it. Cute. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like they're scrunchy, they're like springy, and that's what you do with them. Because I got a decent amount of bounce to them and everything. Right. And then this time, I was also very surprised. Like, I just was kind of thrown by her like putting her phone in her suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I, I vaguely remember the days of just like not having a phone and not use like touching a phone Ugh. for like hours <laughs> man Gosh. that was nice yeah <laughs> wow but that was the episode um 
So, do I think this is a good episode? Mm, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> do I think it's really fun? Yes. <laughs> but the biggest reason I had us watch this is because Stephen King wrote it. Mm-hmm. And it's this one and then the one right after this, which we're not going to talk about. I debated between these two. But the next one is Kill Switch, and it was written by William Gibson, who is like, I think he's the father of cyberpunk. He's at least a very early founding member of cyberpunk. Oh, interesting. And so like having two like literary, having two writers write for the X-Files, like it just, it's very 90s. And it also Mm -hmm. to me really shows that like this show has reached a cultural zeitgeist that is really impressive like the kind of leap to a common like a conversation that's Mm -hmm. always happening about the show in the cultural lexicon in a way that like very few shows really like get to that point you know yeah like friends a household name Mm -hmm. when did they get the the simpsons episode because i feel like that's another like I know we watched that as like a bonus episode of the podcast. I think it was in season but, like, three. Okay, so it was like two seasons ago. I feel like that's a pretty big boost for the show too. Is like getting yeah. a bit in the Simpsons. Yeah, I agree. I I just like yeah. yeah. So, and also like I think it's just like a really fun episode for Scully and yeah. I feel like we don't get like fun Scully a ton. Yeah, I love a Scully centric episode. And I feel like we get a lot of, like, Mulder-centric ones, so I wanted right. to do a Scully one. That wasn't, like, she has a daughter she didn't know about. Right, exactly. <laughs> I do think this episode is kind of, like, mid-overall, but, like, it is genuinely kind of creepy if, like, dolls creep you out. But it's a lot yeah. of Scully, so that's nice. And then Mulder's just kind of an idiot the entire time, so that's also kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is literally the last episode I watched on my own. And it's probably because <laughs> I was probably watching this late at night, living alone. Oh no! And I was like, Oh no! And I'm done with this, and I'm going to bed. <laughs> and it's probably was like, I probably didn't pick it back up just for the sheer reason of like, Oh no! The last yeah. time I watched this, I was scared. Yeah, yeah. That's really. I didn't know that. I kind of love that that you're coming on to the podcast for like that. Yeah, yeah. it's special. And I am so. F- surprise because one of the greatest episodes of the X-Files is coming up soon in um, Bad Blood which Mm -hmm. is our next episode yes (laughs) so you continue to experience Bad Blood for the first time it's like I'm a little jealous you know oh really nice oh Bad Blood's great it's it's so good (laughs) it's genuinely great like I love it (laughs) (laughs) I think it's definitely Vince's best episode of the Mm X-Files I agree so that was our episode, and we hope you liked it. We hope you really enjoyed Scully's whole vibe, because she was she was she was such a mood, and Mulder was such a mood. Um, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are Condensed Truth on Twitter. If you'd like to email us, we're Condensed Truth Pod at gmail dot com. Um, we're I think we have three episodes left of season five, so our bonus episode will be coming up soon. So if you have any questions, send those our way. Megan, thank you for coming on, and yeah. you have a you have a podcast to plug yourself. Yes, I do. If you are into a completely different subject known as Derps and Dragons, that's my <laughs> podcast. It's an actual play 
Dungeons and Dragons podcast every mm-hmm. other Tuesday. We're actually about to take a break, but nice. we'll be back in the new year. Yes. That's nice. so exciting. Time for me to catch up because I have not listened in a while because I have not been in a podcast mood, but <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And we also like have a lot of friends that are like, oh no, I binge everything, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like you do have like 17, 15, 17 episodes out. So like that's I a good like amount. That's bingeable. Yeah, we just no. dropped yeah. 18. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I hope y'all enjoy so you your break. Breaks up. are nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We had a little bit of break with this podcast and mm-hmm. it was just like perfect. And then I had to get back to it. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> right. Well, like we had a break, but like it's like you move. It's like we didn't have like a fun break. We had a break like <laughs> You moved and I had surgeries, so that's true. It was kind of like a double <laughs> mandatory break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a forced hiatus, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely check out their podcast. I'll link it in the show notes. And next time we are watching the aforementioned season five, episode twelve, "Bad Blood." Whoop! Like, yes, we're finally here. Finally. <laughs> This is Laura's favorite episode. It is. So, yes, we will be diving in to Bad Blood. And uh, if everything goes to plan, our our resident comedy, I always have Tori <laughs> on for the funny episodes. So Tori oh, yeah. will be back. <laughs> and we had to have Tori back for Bad Blood. Oh, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be a blast. I'm, I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be great. So um, I hope you like this episode and I hope you will absolutely love Bad Blood. And thank you, Megan, for coming on. This was really fun. Of course. <laughs> yes. And uh, I hope everyone has a nice week. Bye. Bye. Bye.